0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Hack to Start, a podcast that focuses on amazing people who have an interesting story or perspective to share, and their insights on how they got to the level of success
1: they have today. Thanks for joining Tyler and I for another episode. This is episode 109, and today we'll be chatting with John Gleason, the VP of Customer Success at Infinio, an advanced marketing intelligence platform that leverages the interest graph to understand today's consumers. Gartner recently awarded them with the Cool Vendor and Data-Driven Marketing Award for 2016.
0: While building an adult hockey skills company during university, John decided to pursue his MBA in Eastern Canada. He then decided to take a break from school and build his business remotely
1: while traveling the world to surf. Returning to school after a year away, John quickly found himself as hire number one with a new startup called Affinio. Two and a half years later, in the following of their Series A funding, Affinio has now grown to a team of over 40 people based in New York, Toronto, Halifax, and Ireland. John is now the VP of Customer Success and
0: joins us to share more about his story, how Affinio has approached getting some of their first customers, why he's now focused on customer success, how he's building that part of the organization, and what metrics really
1: matter, and much more. So once again, we'd like to welcome you to the show. Feel free to tweet us at HackToStart, Drop us an email at hey at com, or share your feedback in iTunes with a review. Good or bad, we'd love to hear from you. Now let's get started. Hey, John. Thanks so much for being on the show today.
2: Hey, thanks, Tyler. I'm, I'm really honored to be on the show today. I can't wait. Let's uh, Let's get this
1: started. Yeah, Frank and I are super happy to have you on the show just to learn more about yourself and your story and what you're working on today at Afinio. But before we dive into that, where are you from and, and what did you study?
2: Yeah, I am a, I'm an Ottawa, Ontario, Canada kid, born and raised in, in Ottawa. And I studied at Carleton University uh, where I did mass communications. And then after my undergrad, I moved east to Halifax, Nova Scotia, uh, where I did my MBA at
1: Dalhousie. It's awesome. I'm I'm another uh, Carlton alumni too. It was uh, a lot of fun going to that school there. Yeah, it's awesome. So, how did you really get into technology and your passion for entrepreneurship?
2: Yeah, well, I would definitely say the entrepreneurship part came long before technology. You know, I was the type of kid who was buying and and selling things. Uh, I would definitely define myself maybe as a as a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I'd started lots of small little businesses as a as a kid, and then. Actually, one business uh, during my undergrad, which was a hockey school, uh, that really, really took off. The tech part came later because, you know, as I got older and you start to explore all sorts of different opportunities and ideas, tech was the one place that as an entrepreneur, you, you see so many, you know, opportunities happening and, you know, software and and apps and things like that are are really, you know, a part of almost every new business that's being formed right now. So. Uh, for me, it just felt like kind of the natural transition as somebody with that entrepreneurial kind of character and, and personality.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So can you tell us about how you went from, you know, running a hockey skills camp business to becoming the VP of Customer Success at Afinio, and a little bit more about what Afinio is and does?
2: Yeah, well, I've definitely had... I would say a zigzag journey to get to the, the role that I do in Afinio right now. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about Afinio first and then I'll, I'll tell you a bit about that, that zigzag journey. So Afinio is a, a marketing intelligence software. And, and basically what we do is we understand audiences or people. And we understand them in a way that uh, uses social data, and it defines people less along, you know, rigid demographic lines, and more around uh, what their passions and affinities are through their their connections or shared relationships. Um, so basically. You know, our customers range from really cool companies like Spotify and the BBC to award-winning advertising agencies like like Universal McCann that works on, you know, Coca-Cola and, and BMW. But really what they use our, our technology to do is, you know, understand who cares about their brand or who cares about their TV show or their artist uh, and use that to understand what the passions of, of those people are and basically build advertising and content and messaging that's really going to resonate with them. Um, because, you know, audiences are so fragmented. There's this incredible need to understand people through what their passions are, and unless around, you know, are they male, female, or, you know, 25 to 35, things like that. So so that's what Affinio does. How I got to where I am now, I guess, you know, we'll rewind quite a bit. Like I said, I, I've kind of been a serial entrepreneur my my entire life. And I mentioned that I'd started a really great business it was a hockey school that that ran in an auto and actually still exists so you can look up you know www.adulthockeyskills.ca and and that's that business. So I started that when I was in my undergrad and you know it ran really really well and and I grew that business and when my undergrad was coming to a close I kind of had to figure out what I wanted to do next. You know I had this great business uh, but then I was doing a lot of reflecting on that and and what I realized was like the part of the business that that I really liked the most wasn't actually the the hockey part, which, you know, getting into it, you think, oh, this is great. I'll get to, you know, coach hockey and this will be a ton of fun. But the part that I really loved and was really passionate about was actually like building the business. So I decided to basically pursue my MBA because I thought, okay, this is going to give me the foundation to build more businesses. So I kept the hockey school running in Ottawa and moved east to Halifax, um, where I did my MBA and that was going great. And At the end of my first year of my MBA, I thought like, okay, you know, MBA is going great, but I've got this hockey school in Ottawa. I've got this business in Ottawa. It's going really well. It works with me in Halifax while running in Ottawa. You know, maybe it can work with me in anywhere in the world. At the same time, I'd fallen in love with surfing. I actually spent a couple summers in, in Hawaii and I thought, okay, you know what let's let's use this business to to fund around the world surf trips. So that's what I did. I, I basically went on on this year-long surf trip where I, you know, I spent the winter in Hawaii. I went to Fiji and challenged myself in some pretty big waves there, went to New Zealand, Australia, Indonesia, all while running this business uh, remotely basically via email. So when I got back to Halifax when that was all done, I definitely probably had a reputation, you know, certainly you know a guy who puts his MBA on pause and decides to go on a round-the-world surf trip while running a business. So a professor actually reached out to me and, you know, he'd heard the story and I thought it was pretty cool. And it invited me to join a class that he was piloting uh, for the first time. And it was on the starting lean methodology. So if, you know, if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's basically building businesses uh, by testing ideas that you have almost like with a scientific methodology. So I got put into that class uh, and that's actually where I met um, two of our co-founders. So Artia Renmanesh and, and Tim Burke, who's our CEO. So I met those guys in that class. Um, I think they appreciated my story and my background. And when they raised uh, the seed round to really kick off Affinio and get everything going, that's when they invited me to actually be the, the first hire at Affinio. And I guess two and a half years later, almost three years, here I am. You know, I, I lead customer success at Affinio, and uh, it's been an absolute wild ride getting here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I bet it sounds crazy. What was it like, uh, you know, traveling the world, just surfing a whole bunch, just just to get off topic before we dive uh, more into Athenia? What was that whole experience like for you?
2: It was awesome. Like I said, I got to surf, you know, some really amazing places, meet some really amazing people. For me, it was it was definitely a big bucket list item. I'd love to do it again someday. But yeah, certainly it was, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, for sure. Let me know when you go and I'll try to keep up. <laughs> oh, for sure. We'll meet up in Fiji or something like that. That'll be great. Sounds like a plan. So you mentioned that a bunch of brands and agencies were using Affinio to like, you know, get to the core of, of some of their social data. What was your approach towards business development and getting some of these partners on board? Because they're not you know insignificant partners. They're, they're pretty big ones.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I guess to get to that, I'll even kind of frame, I almost like, you know, frame my time at Affinio in, in three different parts. And kind of the first two parts, my, my title was business development. And, and now I'm in this customer success part of my journey at Affinio. Um, so early, early days um, when I was doing business development and when we came or when I came in at Affinio, we really didn't have product market fit. So the first thing was just like, you know, knocking on doors, trying to show people a little bit of what we we built. And there was really I don't think any any secret to that. it was really just you know a game of perseverance and I was lucky enough to be in New York so I could actually you know call these people up and in some cases you know meet with them for coffee an hour or two later. but it was really just like working incredibly hard, you know building a little bit, showing people uh, what we had built and and really over delivering and I guess if there was one kind of takeaway from all of that, it was. You know, just to to always over deliver, always, I think, give a little bit more than was even asked of you, uh, especially early on, because when you're getting, um, you know, maybe the feedback that you need to find product market fit, or then certainly kind of phase two, which was, you know, actually getting our first customers, people are buying, you know, in one part, because they see something great in your product, but in, in two parts, um, really because they, they're getting behind you as as a person or you and and your founding team. And I think like in that process, you always, you know, you're kind of selling yourself as well. So you always wanted to over deliver and, and over perform and, and always give as much of yourself as possible. So I wouldn't say there's there's any secret to it. It was just, you know, working really, really hard and, and always trying to over deliver. And I think that's what has really led us to, to where we are now
0: yeah absolutely. so Gardner actually recently uh you know named you guys a cool vendor for data driven marketing in two thousand and sixteen So what are some of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome you know getting to that point?
2: yeah well, like I said, like there was really three steps to it, and I think each each step came with so many challenges and I remember like early days when I you know first landed in New York and we were trying to find product market fit. I thought to myself like you know oh my god like there's so much I don't know. I don't even know what, what I don't know. And that was a huge challenge. And eventually, you know, you chip away at it and you start to find product market fit. And when you find product market fit, then this, this whole new set of massive challenges opens up because you're like, okay, now I've got th- something I think people are willing to pay for it. Um, the next challenge is like, okay, let's let's sell as as much of this as possible because we want to grow this company as quick as possible before somebody, you know, catches on to what we're doing and and how cool it is. So then that was, you know, a huge set of challenges and and again I felt like I was waking up every morning going, "Oh my god, there's so much I don't know. I don't even know what I I don't know." Eventually, you know, we we sold quite a bit of that. We had, you know, customers who who really believed in what we were doing and actually nominating us for for awards like that Gartner award. Then we raised a, a Series A, and at that point, we're all of a sudden we were scaling up very, very quickly. And again, that that comes with its own set of challenges. There's probably far too many to label, and um, so I would say every step along the way, there's been challenges. I think the the main thing has just always been working hard to figure them out, and and know that as soon as you figure it out, there's there's going to be the next level of challenges. <laughs>
1: You know for sure. So, in your opinion, like, what is customer success, and, and why is it so important? And for startups, you know, looking to hire the first customer success individual, like at one point throughout their the launch of their product, should they actually hire someone to fill this role?
2: Yeah. So, I I guess for us, like. You know, in a formal capacity, um, customer success—you know—as an actual organization within Affinio came, you know, post Series A. But I think really it's been something that has been part of maybe the DNA from Affinio from the very, very start. Like our our CEO Tim Burke is is an absolutely amazing guy, and he's he's one of those guys who's always dreaming up different ideas and and you know trying to solve. Problems, And I think at the core of all those those problems, it's, you know, can I build something that's going to make whoever I put it in the hands of more successful at whatever they're trying to accomplish? So I think like at every step of the way, customer success was a thing, whether we knew it was a thing or not. You know, like I said, in, in finding that product market fit to getting our first customers on board in a formal capacity we've really kind of carved out an organization within Affinio for customer success post series a and and it, it's become really important now because we do have you know really great customers who depend on us who are you know leading marketing strategies off of our data, and we want to make sure that they're wildly successful with our with our platform. Um, so I'd say, you know, yeah, now it, it's really kind of the, the core of everything that we have um, with Affinio.
1: You know, that's really cool to see. Um, so what are three things an outsider should know about customer success in order to build a great process for it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I guess the first thing, and you know, I'll caveat all of this with, you know, I'm, I'm still only seven months into, to my journey as building customer success. So like I said before, there's so much I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what I don't know, but I'm, I'm figuring it out. But I would say kind of three things that, that I've learned so far. And I think transcend anybody else who's, who's trying to build a, a customer success team be I think the first thing is you know customer success while it is you know organization that's maybe carved out within you know your your larger organization it's a total team effort every single week I'm meeting with our VP of product and all the things that I learned from our customers um, I'm you know, helping pour back into the product. I'm meeting with marketing um, to kind of pass on uh, evangelists and people who really love the product, so we can use them uh, in, in content and, and kind of share their great stories. I'm meeting with sales to kind of figure out you know what our best deals are and how we can replicate those. So I think like it's an entire team effort. So that would be number one. Number two would be I think sometimes people can put customer success maybe in in the bucket of. You know, it's more based on, on soft skills and there's certainly a soft skill component to customer success, um, but it's also very, very metrics driven. And, you know, I like to frame customer success sometimes almost as like the analog of sales. So where sales is maybe responsible for top line growth, customer success is responsible for making sure that, you know, first, your customers are successful, but secondly, uh, that they don't fall out the bottom of, of the bucket. So to do that, you really have to be, I think, numbers oriented and, and really track all of those those metrics. So, you know, how often people are using your platform, what parts of your platform they're going to and what are the stickiest parts, you know, how much uh, tier one support or or tech support, do they need? How many times are you talking to them a month? Uh, basically, tracking all of these things so you can really come up with a metric, or we call it a health score, to start to predict, you know, how well your team is doing, and and more importantly, what customers are going to stick around and and which ones are are going to grow. So I think number two is like you know really treat it as as a, a metrics driven organization within your organization, and then I guess the third thing I would say is. You know, it's a really new space. Um, I would say, you know, customer success has really come into popularity in this kind of like SaaS era where software is sold on, on a subscription basis. So because, you know, that's the case, customers can churn really, really quickly. And as a result, you know, organizations have, have built customer success. And that's only happened kind of post-cloud. So because of that, there's a lot of people who are very, very new to customer success. And everybody's kind of figuring it out together. Uh, And I found it it really, really helpful to actually lean on other people who are are going through the same thing and building these processes and and found kind of the overall customer success community pretty welcoming. So I guess if I could recap it, um, it would be, you know, it's a total team thing. You know, metrics are certainly very, very important. And then there's so many great resources around you uh, because it's really a new space.
1: So those are three great tips throughout the episode you've talked a little about some of the metrics of customer success what are some of these metrics that you're creating or implementing
2: so yeah so we track a ton of different metrics and and really the goal of tracking all of those metrics is is to add up to uh, what we call a health score so right now basically what we do is we we meet every you know Monday morning Aaron and myself, so Aaron's on my team. And we basically start to review all of our customers. And there's certain things that we want to learn about each of our customers um, that add up to this health score. So the first thing is how much do they use the product? You know, are they logging in regularly? Are they hitting some of the stickier features, and we use that to basically come up with a one point score so if they they 're using the platform and we feel that you know relative to their life cycle if they 're using it in an appropriate way, we, we give them a point uh, from there. We also look at did they require any support? Are they hitting our our Zendesk up often? Do they have a lot of technical questions? You know We think that you know if those are getting answered quickly that that leads to a positive score or a negative score so if you know they're getting answered quickly or they don't have any questions at all they they get a point for that. Next, we look at like are they paying on time? you know obviously, if somebody's paying on time, that's going to add to um, you know a metric that that we perceive as you know a healthy customer they like it and, and therefore they're paying um, and then we have two points for kind of a gut score, and that that hinges off of. What is the overall conversation like with that customer? Are we seeing them achieve their goals? Uh, are they reaching kind of the milestones that when we onboarded them, um, we discussed together? So they get two points for that. And, and overall, that adds up to to five points. So those that's kind of our process, you know, looking at those metrics to come up with with one score. And and like I mentioned earlier, we really think of that score uh, because we think of our team as as almost like the analog of sales. If in sales you have like a pipeline and you're working maybe a deal through that pipeline, we think of our customer success score as that that pipeline on our side where basically every week we're making sure that we're moving a customer maybe from a one to a two to a three to a four and eventually a five. So that's our process right now. We're going to be implementing a piece of technology that's going to help us kind of automate some of that. But really those metrics are important. I think the the quicker you can figure out, you know, what a healthy customer looks like and support that with data, the better off you're going to be in. And, and it's going to lead to more customers who, you know, want to stay, uh, with you and and want to grow and, and eventually probably become advocates as well.
1: That's awesome. Really looking forward to seeing how the space continues to evolve and what you guys are doing with customer success at Affinio. How do you approach managing the split between the teams in Halifax and New York?
2: Yeah, so definitely it, it's been fun and I think it's been really valuable to our company to have, you know, a team in Halifax and, and a team in New York. And actually, I should I should say, too, we've, we've got people in in Toronto, as well as uh, Dublin, Ireland. Nice. Um, but really the, yeah, the core is in Halifax. Um, and Halifax is such a great place to start a startup, especially for us. Like we're we're kind of in this uh, social data type space. And there was a couple great startups that came before us you know, Radian six is the big one that always comes to mind. So lots of mentors and great universities there. So again, we've been able to capture a lot of great talent in Halifax and, and build a really, really strong core team there. And then I think New York has fit really nice into that mix because we're closer to our customers. Right? Um, we sell to brands and we sell to advertising agencies, and a lot of them are concentrated right here in New York. Um, so for us, I think at every step of the journey, being in New York has been really valuable. You know, early on, you could kind of get last-minute meetings, and that helped us find product-market fit. Um, you know, as we started to sell. Um, Like I said, people are buying uh, the people behind the tech as as much as they're buying the tech. So actually having like one-to-one personal relationships with people in their market was incredibly valuable. And then now as we kind of scale out this customer success team that's in in New York, we're so close to all of our customers. I can get to about 60% of of my customers for $2.50 on a subway. So It's been pretty cool, and I think you know the New York component certainly pushes you as well because every day you wake up and you get on that subway and you see all these people—I think eight and a half million of them—all going off to hustle at at various (laughs) things, and it's pretty—it's pretty inspiring. So I think that has definitely made an impression on the entire company.
1: Yeah, it's so true. It's a lot different than than Ottawa. eh?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's different. but man, every day I'm so grateful that, that I was you know, born and, and got to grow up in Ottawa. I think it's, it's one of the best places on earth. So huge shout out to Ottawa. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what's your day-to-day role like within the company?
2: Yeah, so my day-to-day role within the company, I would say, is, is probably split in probably three ways. So first and foremost, like customers, I spend a lot of time every single day uh, working with customers, helping them achieve their goals through a you know, even being like a sounding board for, for different strategy that they're working on. Um, I guess part two would be like internal, you know, like I said before, customer success is, is a total team effort. So I interface, you know, every day with our, or once a week with our VP of product, uh, with our VP of sales, our VP of marketing, and a lot of time with our our CEO, Tim, and, and Artie, who's another co-founder to kind of spill all that knowledge and all that goodness that we're getting out of our customers actually back into our product. So it, it continues to kind of over deliver and get people excited. Um, so that would be like part two. And then part three would be, I've got a little bit of a team here now. And, um, you know, figuring out how to run and how to optimize customer success would be part 3 so we just implemented a, a piece of software called Gainsight uh, that's going to help us you know track those metrics even better and, and build out those processes so that we can you know make our customers even more successful
1: so what's next for yourself in Afinio in the upcoming months in the year so finio
2: for me is uh, i'm in love with finio you know when you come into something as as higher number 1 it's it's your baby as much as it's the baby of the co-founders you know it, it's been such a huge part of my life for the last two and a half years and we've grown so fast so last christmas i believe we were 12 people and now we're 50 plus i guess that's only like a seven month period so just continuing to to grow with a you know make our customers more successful um hopefully near the end of the year uh, we will be bringing on more people onto to my team to help our customers So for me, it's just build customer success. And I think if I can build... As great a team as I want to build, uh, it's going to set Finio up, you know, for success. And, you know, the big goal would be for us to continue to grow at the cadence that we're doing right now. Like, I would love to see a day when we're 150 people or or even a 1,000 people. I think that would be so cool. Uh, I take a lot of inspiration, you know, from other companies um, that kind of have gone ahead of us. So in Atlanta, Canada, like Radiant 6 was, was wildly successful. Or, um, you know, I always love the HubSpot story. So I'd like to build something very very similar and 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 take it all the way through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sounds awesome. So, you know, speaking about all the all the different metrics that we've talked about and and kind of building out some of these new processes within the company, what are some of the most recent apps you've downloaded or used like on a personal or professional level?
2: Yeah, so, well, I guess on my phone, firstly, I should tell you, I've reached my capacity, so I haven't been downloading too many apps on my phone. But we, as a company, like like I think probably most companies, we live inside of Salesforce. And, and then Gainsight is a, a tool that actually fits inside of, of Salesforce. So uh, that's a big Salesforce app that recently purchased and recently downloaded. And, and it's helping us even get more fine-tuned on what that customer health score looks like and and really predict... Uh, what our best customers are, uh, look like, and and really support that with data. So, Gainsight is is a big app um, that I'm using definitely every day at, at work now. On the personal side, like I said, my my phone is full, but I, I love to mountain bike. I love to surf. So, my favorite app uh, on my phone is Strava. So I'm always you know tracking my different mountain bike rides and, and my different runs on that. So follow me on Strava. <laughs>
0: Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I've got a Strava account that I don't use very often. <laughs> but, well, actually, uh, we're friends on Strava, I believe. <laughs> there you go. Have you checked out uh, Gyroscope, actually? Because they connect, uh, well, Strava integrates into Gyroscope, and they do some pretty awesome data visualizations.
2: No, I haven't. I should do that. I've actually, one of the other apps that I use is called Reporter. And basically what it does is it you can make a series of uh, survey questions for yourself. So every morning when I wake up, I've got a number of survey questions and, and every night before I go to bed, I answer another series of survey questions. Um, so trying to get data driven in, in my own life. So I'm tracking everything from like, you know, who I, who was I with today? You know, what did I eat? Did I exercise for 30 minutes? Did I play the guitar? And at the end of the year, the plan is to, to do some data vision on that. And the gyroscope guys from Ottawa as well, right?
0: Yeah, actually, Mari, uh he was on the show a couple of weeks back. Uh, so, yeah, he's the CTO. He ended up joining uh, a non-starter of the company out of San Francisco. But, uh, but yeah, Mari, uh joined uh, about a year and a bit ago, I guess.
2: Oh, that's awesome! Well, I'm I'm coming for that as soon as I kind of collect enough data on myself.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it's a super cool app, so you should definitely check it out. So, you know, we we've talked a lot about customer success, and and you know, there being a lot of information out there, even though it's a pretty new space and people kind of sharing with each other. Do you have any recommendations on some great content um, about the space, or or just even anything else that's kind of come across your radar recently? It could be like a blog post or a video or or whatever.
2: Yeah. So, well, a big resource for me has been actually a book on customer success. So the title of the book is called Customer Success. And this is, it's kind of like, I'll call it my Bible and I, I scribble all over it. I highlight stuff, I underscore stuff. When I read other articles, um, I actually tuck it inside of the book. Uh, so it's really like where I'm storing all of my knowledge. And I guess other places that I'm getting kind of content from that, that shaping customer success. I love listening um, to the, the Saster podcast in 20 minute BC. Those are two things uh, that I listen to quite regularly alongside hack to start. And then yeah, I, I guess that would be like the main thing. Also Quora. I look up a lot of things on Quora. Jason Lemkins writes a lot on Quora. Dan Styman, who who wrote the customer success book, he answers a lot of questions on Quora. Um so anytime I find something that's pretty good, I, I definitely like print it off and, and tuck it inside the book as well. But I guess, yeah, my main resources are are certainly Love Saster, 20 Minute VC, Jason Lemkins and and Dan Styman's Quora Post. Um a lot of the companies that are building customer success software. So like Tatango and, and Amity and, and of course, Gainsight uh, also create a lot of content. So those are really good resources as well. So I, I spend, it feels like hours every single night, just reading content piece after content piece.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like some, some great uh, resources we'll have to check out. So do you have any last thoughts or personal mottos that you like to live by and you think other people should know about?
2: I think I've said it before and probably said it about three times um, was you know there's so much you don't know, you don't even know what you don't know and I wouldn't say that's something that maybe I live my my life by, but it 's certainly something that that I reflect on often, and figuring out all of those things that that you don't know is is kind of the fun in life and and the fun of building businesses and uh, it's certainly not easy but it's it's very, very rewarding, and certainly what I live for, so yeah, definitely something
0: that I reflect on often. It's awesome. John, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It was uh, amazing to have you on the show.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, It was a true honor and I can't wait to listen to it and keep up the great work, guys. It's it's really awesome to hear uh, fellow guys from Ottawa, you know, really sharing great stories and doing awesome work. So yeah, keep it up. This is great.
0: Well, that's another episode of Hack to Start. Thanks for listening and we hope to have you join us
1: again soon. Remember to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and on the web at hacktostart.com. We honestly couldn't do it without your awesome support, so please leave us a review on iTunes. Until next week, and we hope you enjoy the show.